Good morning. Uh, just a reminder, next Sunday, Daylight Saving Time ends, so unfortunately we need to uh, turn our clocks up one hour, but I look forward to seeing all of you here at 8 and not at 7 or 9. I always get confused how it works, but please keep that in mind. The Old Testament reading for this, the second Sunday in Lent, is from the 12th chapter of Genesis. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going toward the Negev. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fourth chapter of Romans. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but trusts him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. This is the word of the Lord. 
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, He cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you the teacher of Israel? And yet you do not understand these things. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen. But you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Imagine there's an eight-year-old boy who loves to play outside in the summer. And he likes to play in the dirt outside. So he'll go outside, sit in the dirt, and make mud pies. When he comes in, his mom washes his hands, and he's all clean. Half hour later, the boy is back outside. This time, playing in a dirt pile in the grass. He wipes the sweat off his face and smears dirt all over his nose and his forehead and his cheeks. The boy goes inside. Mom washes his face with a washcloth and he's all clean. Half hour later, same thing. He's out this outside and this time he's literally playing a game where he does somersaults in the dirt. He's filthy. So the little boy comes inside, and this time mom just gives the boy a bath because he's so filthy, and he's all clean. If we get our hands dirty, we wash them. If we get our face dirty, we wash it. If our bodies get dirty, we bathe, we wash. And we keep doing that. Right? I mean, just because you washed your hands five years ago 
I hope that doesn't mean you're not washing your hands today. Or just because you washed your face last year and took a shower last year, I hope that doesn't mean you've stopped showering or washing your face. You keep washing, don't you? Why? Very simple. We keep getting dirty. Remember Nicodemus from our gospel reading? He couldn't understand why it was necessary for him to be reborn again. He couldn't understand why he needed to be washed again. Nicodemus is like a little boy who says, I don't think I need to wash my hands. I did that last year. Nicodemus is like an eight-year-old saying, I don't want my face washed. It was washed last month. Nicodemus is like a young child refusing to get in the bath because he already bathed five years ago. So Jesus said to Nicodemus, I tell you the truth, unless one is born again through a washing in the water and the spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus basically said, this is impossible. How can I keep being reborn and keep being washed. Nicodemus is actually a lot like us, especially during this Lenten season. During Lent, we realize we were born sinners. And in spite of our best efforts, we just keep getting dirty again and again. So what do we do with ourselves when we do sin? We may make our best efforts to refrain from a particular sin. But then look what happens. We sin and get dirty all over again. And then there are times we return to the same sin over and over again. I really think the devil has pet sins he uses against each of us. The devil uses custom-made sins that hit each of us just the right way. And like a little eight-year-old boy, we keep going out every day getting dirty again and again. So what do we do with ourselves? Like Nicodemus, we may feel like saying, how on earth is anything supposed to be different? And so often we Christians feel badly when we still struggle with sin. And so often we'll think to ourselves, I'm a Christian. I I shouldn't be sinning anymore like this. But then we do. We get dirty again. So often we can feel like we should be somehow immune from certain temptations. We may feel like we should not be tempted by certain things and then we are tempted and we fall and we feel horrible and we feel dirty all over again. There are some Christians who actually think our bodies should not be struck by any disease simply for the fact that we are Christians. And then aren't they shocked when our bodies roll around and get dirtied with cancer and diabetes? Dirtied by accidents and sudden death and miscarriage. 
With so much disease and death in this world, we may feel like our whole bodies have been dirtied by death. Bodies covered with the fall and the sin. Very dirty. We started Lent on Ash Wednesday with the words, Remember, from dust you were taken and to dust you will return. And on some days, we can really feel that. When Jesus looked at Nicodemus, he basically saw a little boy who kept getting dirty over and over again. When Jesus looked at Nicodemus, he saw a little boy who fought having his hands washed and his face washed. Jesus saw Nicodemus as a little boy who didn't think he needed to be cleaned. So Jesus said, you can be born again. From water and the spirit. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But in order that the world might be saved through him. And when Jesus looks at you. He sees the same thing. Jesus sees all of us get dirty over and over again. And what does Jesus do? Punish us? No. Jesus is ready to wash us and clean us every single time. When you were baptized, you were washed. Your washing started. And through that water, Jesus washes your dirty hands in his own blood. Our hands that commit offenses against God and our neighbor are made clean. They're washed clean by Jesus' sacrifice. And Jesus is ready to clean you up again every time you sin. Through the water of baptism, Jesus washes your face in his blood. To wash away your tears. To comfort you when you're sad. To encourage you when you feel weak. To even put a smile on your face because your salvation is in him and nothing in this world can take that away from you. And when you are saddened by this world, when there are tears from the horrible things we sometimes go through in this life, guess where Jesus is? He's right there, ready to wash your face every single time. Through the water of baptism, Jesus washes your entire body. Even though our bodies were taken from dust and will return to dust, they are washed in Jesus' blood and will live again. Even though every single one of us will go through disease and we will go through accidents and some of us may go through sudden deaths, our bodies are washed in Jesus' blood bloody sacrifice, and will live again. Your whole body, soul, and spirit belong to Christ. They have been reborn into Christ. And he will never forget you. He will never abandon you in a grave. One day when Jesus returns, he will take your body and he will wash your body again. He will bathe your whole body with his life-giving sacrifice for one more time. And you will live again. 
I know it can be very easy for us to get frustrated when we keep sinning. During Lent, when we do recognize our sin, I hope we could be as gracious with ourselves as Christ is with us. I don't mean we roll over and give in to our sin. That's not what I'm saying at all. But when we do sin, when we get dirty yet again, where are you going to turn to be made clean? Christ is here. Christ is here and ready to wash you every single time. A little boy who plays outside gets dirty over and over again. And his mother understands. And she keeps washing him clean. How are you any different to Christ? Christ always wants you to come back to him. He is like a merciful parent who will keep cleaning you over and over again. Jesus is ready to wash you clean again and again. And Christ wants you to return to him every single day. He wants you to return to him, to be made clean every hour of every day. Jesus wants you to return to him every minute of every day. So that as sins arise, and they will arise, Christ can keep washing you in his sacrifice and reminding you of what he does for you. Every single day through his cross. You don't have to stay stuck in sin. You don't have to stay dirtied by it. Jesus is ready to wash you in his sacrifice. He is the only one who can make us clean. And he is willing to do this for you every single day. Amen. And now may the peace of our God which surpasses our understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.